Welcome to the Jolly Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Barrett. This podcast is for those who are interested in the conversation around diversity, inclusion, and equity. Each week, I'll be interviewing a guest who has something special to share or is actively part of building solutions in this space. Let's get started. Otisha Mosley Bramond, a South Los Angeles native, community advocate, and educator, believes her passion and responsibility to the world is to create spaces for growth and transformation. She goes by OT, and she has served the South Los Angeles community for more than 10 years, providing culturally adept programming and events that encourage inclusivity, community awareness, and community building. She believes creating cultures of engagement and belonging are the foundation of community building, which fuels the development of trust-based relationships and transformational change. She holds a BA in criminal justice from San Diego State University, a master's degree in psychology from Pepperdine University, and a certificate in diversity, equity, and inclusion at both LinkedIn and Cornell University's eCornell program. She is also a Woman of the Vine and Spirits 2022 Discus Academy Developing Leadership Awardee and DEI committee member. Please join me in welcoming OT. All right. So this week, I am so excited. I met these wonderful women not long ago at an East Bay Women's Conference, and I have the absolute pleasure of having um, OT, who she uh, likes to go by, although I know your real name, Otisha Mosley Bremond. Um, (laughs) She is with me this week to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, amongst other things. And everybody can hear I'm a little bit raspy this week, But we're just going to keep it moving because we just have this great opportunity to talk to all these wonderful people. Um, So, OT, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be where you are today? All right. Hello. Thank you, Melissa, for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to be here. Um, Let's see. So I am a South Los Angeles native. I spent my entire life here. I've never left, except I went to college in San Diego, but I don't, I don't count that. It's not that far. I came home every weekend. If you know, you know, you're that close, you're coming home to eat and steal food from the fridge, right? (laughs) And Um, doing the laundry. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So uh, I have always been, you know, in this work of community building, um, community advocacy. And so I, it's just kind of like in my blood, my grandmother was very much a, um, civil rights activist and always wanted me to remember where I came from, know and question everything. So I've always been just someone who was never okay with the status quo. Um, and so throughout my college journey, you know, I did a lot of social activism and uh, after that, I joined a nonprofit in South Los Angeles where I did a lot of community and family development. And um, while I was there, my wife was also uh, heading um, 
the VP of California Women Lead, and they were having a wine tasting um, for their annual conference a couple of years ago. And the wine happened to be Tenero Cellars. And um, the tasting was super fun. They sent three bottles to your home. Um, we were in COVID, of course. So um, we uh, so I sent it to your home. We got on this Zoom and they were explaining the wines. And if you've ever met Jill Osier, the owner of Tenero Cellars, her passion is just like, it just pours through whenever she's talking. And so I was really intrigued. I was like, oh, I've never even thought about wine and um, the industry and what was going on in that industry. I, I knew that I didn't like Moscato like most people who look like me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's right. Let's let's dig deeper. There's more to wine than just, you know, just these simple little things that they market to us every day. And she was saying, you know, as women, we consume most of the wine, but the industry doesn't reflect us in, in leadership, right? And so I was like, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. And she was saying, and then when even if you go deeper into that and talk about women of color, it's even worse, right? So I was like, oh, well, I like wine and I'm a woman of color. Let, let me, let me, let me uh, get in there. Let me see what she's talking about. Cause she was saying she wanted to bring women in. So I emailed her while she was still on the call. And when the call ended, I got an email immediately from her and she was like, let's meet. And I was like, oh, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but all right, bye. <laughs> so we meet and it was literally like two kindred spirits just melted into one. And she was, we were just speaking each other's languages. And um, I started consulting for Tenero first. And um, as I was consulting, we both understood that we wanted to work together and we wanted it to be a much more lifelong um, friendship relationship. And so I became an investor in Tenero. Um, and so my wife and I wow. invested and started changing the structure of how um, Tenero was asking for investments and just really um, informing Jill on if she really wanted women to be a part of this and come along on this journey, we were really going to have to rethink how this how this was being done. Um, and once we started doing that, it just became like, you know what, you need to be on the team officially because I need I need this energy. And so I joined the team officially in June of 2021. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, yeah, to be able to be able to seize the moment like that, first of all. Absolutely. So <laughs> you have lots of little lessons in there for people in terms of like, you know, reach out yes. right away. Yes. Oh, <laughs> listen, when, let me let me be clear though. That is not who I was. <laughs> I was in a transitional period at the time where I was trying to push myself to do different things. I was very unhappy in the job that I was in and I needed to do something different. And so my wife was like, you know, just be a shark, get aggressive, do a little more. And I was like, okay. So I tried it and look what happened. <laughs> there you go. That's yep. what I'm saying. That's how you get it to pay off. We all mm -hmm. have to kind of sit in that uncomfortable zone Absolutely. in order to, to really gel. So that, so now as a founder of Teneral Sellers, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, the diversity when it comes to, you know, wine for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and you talked about not only women, I think it's, I, I want to say Jill says it's like 67% of, of wine is wine bought is by women. Yes, absolutely. And yet they're represented like less than 15% or something like mm -hmm. that. And then 0.1% black winemakers, men and women included. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that is incredible. 
So it what is. are what are some of the things you guys are doing to really change the narrative? Because I know for me, it you know, and Jill is so awesome. I can't wait to have her on because I know yes. she's going to come on. Um, she talks a lot about, you know, kind of making sure your head, heart and gut are aligned. Uh-huh. What are, what are some of the things that Tenerl is doing? Um, especially when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, because yeah. I think you guys almost use wine as like a secondary thing to yes. the social impact that you're really having on the community. Absolutely. So, uh, one of the things that we always say is, you know, we're using wine as a conduit for conversation um, to impact change. And really, we want, we know that when a bottle of wine is opened up, conversation flows. And so we're using that and leveraging that by uh, making the conversations more intentional. And so when we uh, gather, when we do our wine tasting experiences, we don't just, you know, sit and talk about regular everyday, you know, politics or whatever. We are really having people dig deep into themselves. So, you know, a lot of diversity, equity and inclusion work, which is, I think, why a lot of people kind of get scared and veer away from it becomes um, kind of accusatory. You're wrong. This is what you should be doing and all of that. But I really come from the lens of where are you as a person right now? And how can we enhance your and uh, broaden your thought process about wherever you are, right? Um, because we all can grow. The thing is, a lot of people look at diversity, equity, and inclusion like that's a them problem. We need to f- solve their problem. We need to fix those people. When it's a, it's a collective uh, effort, you know, I have things to work on. Um, I have emotions to to check. You know, sometimes our emotional responses don't always help people um, grow and receive the things that we're trying to say. And just learning those types of processes to help each other communicate what we're trying to say and move forward together. So I look at diversity as a way for all people to transform um, and grow together and especially on teams because, you know, I may be, you know, super progressive and ready to go and then someone else on the team is not. But I can't I can't look at them differently than myself and say, oh, you know, John's a terrible person because he's not ready to do these this work. But I've done work that he hasn't done yet. And I have to be empathetic to the fact that, yes, John needs a little more uh, work than I do. And how do I use the skills that I do have to help John come to where I am? I love that. I love that. And definitely, you know, when the bottles of wine open, people people get a little more open with themselves, I hope. Absolutely. And and, and that's the thing. I don't want people to feel like, oh, y'all just trying to liquor people up and get them, you know, true serum. And it's like, no, well, first of all, you drink to your comfortability level. (laughs) Let's start there. Um, But also just to kind of allow people to Take a breath. You know, it's not that serious all the time. You know, sometimes it's really just about having the conversation. And yes, the conversations can seem very um, uh, hard, but they don't have to be. You know, they don't. If we have them more often, they won't be also. So that's that's really my mission is to get people to just keep having these conversations. Keep talking about it. You're going to mess up. You're going to say things that are not always right. But now you know that they're not right. And you're not walking around the world saying ridiculous things to multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Wow. So so what are the some of the things that you guys do to engage? Because I know, can you talk a little bit about Tenerl and, you know, kind of 
what you all are doing. Cause I know when you all say that you're, you're almost using wine to open the conversation. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the social impact that you all are having yeah. um, is so clear on community in terms of just being able to give back. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about what you all are doing and how you're engaging with companies and, Absolutely. and others? So back to, uh, you know, in being intentional, um, not only are we creating these conversations, but we're creating these opportunities for women um, owned businesses and women in the wine industry to be able to be elevated. So 100% of our vendors are women owned businesses. So our bottles are women, uh, comes from a women owned business, the labels, the label uh, artists, the winemaker, the, uh, the shipping company, everyone is a woman-owned business. And we did that really to show that one, woman-owned businesses are can be successful, can do the same things that all these other business men-owned businesses can do, but also that they need these opportunities. You know, that, that a lot of women have businesses out there that they're just not getting the opportunities that men get. I mean, venture capitalists give money to men like you know, like it's no tomorrow. And then when women come in, we have to explain and and prove that we've done something that other people don't have to prove. And that's something that we wanted to be a part of the solution for that. You know, a lot of, a lot of times we, we don't like things and we complain about them, but we don't become the solution for those things. And that's what Tenero really wanted to do. Um, If women aren't being elevated, women don't have a place to go. Tenero, they can know that Tenero is a place that they can come and get that training and get that community that they need. One, you know, our Psalms every quarter, we highlight a different female sommelier and, um, and chef. We've worked with, uh, uh, Maria Maison, who was on Top Chef. Um, and, uh, we worked with Tanya Holland, who's a James Beard, uh, chef. You know, we, we're really just trying to make sure that women understand that you have support we need to support one another as women. And it's kind of the only way that we're going to see change is if we make the change that we want to see. And so Tenero is really trying to be the vehicle for that and the example for other companies to understand that this is possible. You are possible. And um, let's do this together. And, you know, we're not in competition also with other female wine companies. We want to bring them in. Let's work together. Let's figure out how we can take over this industry together. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and it's so interesting that you say that because the competition, because I just interviewed um, Randy Ramiro, who is a um, the CEO of Drink Infanta, which mm. is a, um, I think he calls it a Filipino vodka. Um, so write was, that down. <laughs> yes. So, but he talks a little bit about how in the industry, um, he is really focused on mentorship. Um, and the competitive yes. element is different. Cause I think in a lot of industries, it's like, oh no, you have a label. I have a label. You have a wine. Like we don't talk to each other because we're yeah. avid competitors. That it's ridiculous. See, that, <laughs> it's like, we have changed, you've changed kind of the game at this Yeah. Point. Well, because who drinks one type of anything, right? I drink orange juice and I've bought multiple brands. Like there's, I've sat in 14 different chairs today. So, you know, and all those companies aren't the same. So I think a lot of times we get into this scarcity mindset and uh, especially with women, we've been trained to, to, 
think that way. Um, and breaking that mold and breaking that narrative is a part of what Tenero is trying to do and make and let the world understand that just because it's always been that way or you've never seen anything outside of that doesn't mean outside of that doesn't exist. And we can make that a possibility for us, right? And, um, you know, even with Tenero sellers, like, yes, we sell wine. Yes, we, um, you know, have conversations, but we also give back 10% of our proceeds to um, women-focused organizations. And this year we're focusing on Women of the Vine and Spirit Scholarship Fund because we understand that wine is an expensive um, habit to have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and if you want to elevate in wine um, to become a sommelier, I, I don't know if, uh, how many people understand how much wine you have to buy to just become that. And the wine, the more the more exotic it gets, the more expensive. If you want to be the best you can be, you got to fly to all these different countries and all of that, right? That's costly. And as a woman, as as women, we're mothers, we have families to take care of. How are we supposed to leave our families to go do these things, plus work and take care of those families? So understanding that resources and opportunities and funding is important um, in these in these types of realms is why we are donating 10% of our proceeds back to the women of the minds and spirits so that 22 women this year will have um, a little more um, opportunity than they had before because they're, they'll be receiving this. That's fantastic. Now, tell us a little bit about, because I think the product, the way you all roll out the products is, is also amazing. Um, and I know you have award-winning wines in, um, you know, particular yeah. collections. Can you talk a little bit about how you all are, you know, kind of have pulled that together so that you're, you're not only tapping into the wine and the conversation, but you all make a statement with each bottle. Um, yes. as well. Yeah. So every quarter, um, our releases are focused around a women's empowerment issue. Um, and what we like to do is highlight something that women or the world is not really focusing on or, or elevating in a way that um, we feel is important on top of that is to bring awareness to these issues um, in our community as women and as uh, women of color and the trans community, LGBT community, everything. Because our releases, so we've done a release around Love is Love, um, which is was our uh, pride campaign. We, and we paired that with the Stonewall Gives Back initiative where we gave 10% of our proceeds back to them to uh, create more safe spaces around America. Um, and we really did that because during the pandemic, we found out that um, you know, out of all the lesbian bars that used to exist, there used to be, I think, something like 40 something of them. And they were down to like seven in the country. And and that was like, how? You know, that means that there are if there are seven and I think two or three of them were in New York alone. That means they're like like 40 something states that don't have any safe space for lesbians to go and enjoy themselves. Right. And people say, well, why is that important? Well, because when you go into a bar and you you know that you'll be able to meet a person that you may be attracted to and they'll be attracted to you and you'll have fun and you we want to be able to do the same thing. Right. Um, and so that was very important for us because 
safe space is is one of our pillars. We uh, we understand what that means, not only for um, sexuality, but for ethnicity, for workplaces, like having a safe space is super important and um, allows people to really grow and transform when they have somewhere to be safe and as themselves, right? Um, and then we did an initiative around um, for uh, the late Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg, our first release ever. Um, and that one was, uh, we gave our, our proceeds to the National Women's Law Center to uh, elevate and help women um, in the uh, who are incarcerated get more resources. And then we did our uh, women's health collection, which was my favorite, um, which was centered around women's uh, reproductive health, breast health, and heart health. And we gave our proceeds to the Endometriosis Foundation of America to highlight um, the lack of resources and the lack of funding um, around endometriosis and how many women suffer with it on a daily basis. And it, that one was just like so mind blowing how we are so strong and powerful and do what we do every day and still suffer with all these ailments in the background. Right. Um, and now we're, we're focused on, um, um, the women of the vine and spirits with our 208 release, which this collection is uh, highlighting the world economic forums, um, article about the 208 years that it will take for women to gain, uh, full equality in America. Okay. America. And that's not, we didn't say equity. We just said equality. And we're not even talking about, you know, when you add all the other elements of, um, race and everything else. So. Wow. I mean, that is phenomenal. So you all, um, you, you pick these causes on a regular basis. Yes. Every, every quarter, every quarter. Okay. Yes. So So our next one, exciting, you know, a little sneak peek. Our next one will be around the uh, 50th anniversary of title nine. Nice. I love it. I love it. Wow. That's awesome. Let's pause for a moment. We'll be right back. I love how you all are just pulling in all of these elements and really, you know, kind of you're having the conversation at a higher level mm-hmm. and then wine is kind of there to just supplement the conversation. And, and you know, exactly. I, I love, I love that. Um, so then in your role, cause you, your role is community engagement a community partner, the director of community partnerships and wine experiences. There we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's let me, let's get you, it right. You know, I come from nonprofit titles. That, that means you do everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's great though. So, so are there partnerships or, you know, like what, how are you engaging in some of those partnerships and wine experiences Um, Are there things that people can get involved in aside from just purchasing general? Um, uh, I know Jill speaks a lot, um, you know, and is, is on tour. And then, you know, I think you have the responsibility of making sure that people have a good time either before or after. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm the hype woman. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, 
Yeah. So um, outside of purchasing Tenero Cellars wine, we also do beautiful wine experiences. Um, of course, we have regular wine tasting experiences, everyday wine tasting. But our, although we really don't have those because when you come with us, there's going to be a little element of something about, you know, to go a little deeper every time. But we also do offer uh, diversity, equity, inclusion um, wine experiences that um, can be bought in series. Um, we have other professionals that we bring in that we work with um, who uh, provide different trainings and seminars and sessions for um, corporate and community groups. Um, a lot of our work is really going out into the community and um, kind of curating these conversations, if you will, um, in spaces that are that are not um, having these conversations. So even when we go to like the East Bay Women's Conference, it may not be uh, set up for us to have a, some type of conversation, but we're going to find an opportunity <laughs> to create that space and sit down in a corner with a bunch of women and pop open a bottle of wine and start asking questions and just start, you know, seeing what women are really talking about out there um, and getting really in the grass um, roots with the women and finding out what women want, what women are talking about and bringing that back to our, our uh, community that we have here, using our social media to uh, ask questions that we found out in other, other places. So we really are just um, looking for spaces to open up conversations for people to create um, new opportunities to talk about um, things that you may not have wanted to, uh, had the opportunity to, or the um, wheelhouse too, as well. That's so phenomenal. Yeah. I love the fact that you're, you really, not only are you having the social impact, but you're bringing that conversation of diversity, equity, and inclusion with you as you Always. go. Um, because yeah. I think it's so important, you know, your point at the beginning was, I need to understand where people are and meet them where they are. Um, and yeah. we're all at different places. Um, the inclusion conversation will never end. We will never be a hundred percent inclusive. So there's always something to learn. And I love how you guys yes. are, are so into that. Are there other things that people, cause you guys are located, um, up past Sacramento, if I remember correctly. Yes, we're in uh, Fair Play, Somerset, California, uh, El Dorado County. If you're familiar with that, we're right, we're close to Tahoe. Um, I'm in LA, um, so that's the fun fact there. But our <laughs> vineyard, our vineyard is up in Somerset. So, um, yeah. So, but you're also doing a lot of virtual tastings as well. Most right? of our work is virtual because we did again start in the pandemic. Um, so we have really. Um, created a safe space and a culture uh, virtually. I know people are kind of tired of virtual um, and we're kind of opening up and we do do in-person. We love in-person. We love, we're energy people, um, but we also have created that same type of feel virtually um, and uh, especially teams that are spread apart. We're perfect for that. So if you have multiple different locations, we can send the wine to each person to their homes personally. And then we get all jump on a zoom or Google meet or whatever you have and, um, work together and have some fun. And we also customize every experience. So no experience is exactly the same. Um, 
even if you might do some of the same activities, the way we engage the people is based on, again, where they are, where they're coming from. So um, you can you can customize that however you like for your group. We can we do topics all the way from, you know, leadership to uh, courageous conversations to love conversations. So that's fantastic. I love it. Love it. Yeah. So, so give us some tips and tools um, that you utilize to kind of get some of these conversations going. If you have any, anything you want to talk about that maybe has Ooh. been challenging or, um, have there been, I mean, for you guys, even to be the founding, you know, part of the founders, I mean, I can imagine that, you know, you, you had a conversation and all of a sudden you're like the founder of a, <laughs> of, a, of a wine. So like, how does that even happen? Yeah. Um, because you obviously had to be in somewhat of a particular place in order to even be able to take advantage of that opportunity. Right. Um, um well, so- okay. So how that started was, um, I mean, like any other company, they, you know, gaining capital to, to go further. And so Jill was, uh, looking for some capital. And she uh, sent my wife and I the proposal. And, you know, we had an entire Zoom meeting and, you know, you're keeping your poker face like, oh, yeah, that's a oh, hundred thousand. Yeah, that's that's doable. Right. Babe? <laughs> <laughs> right. And you, get, you get off the call. You're like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Right. And so. um after looking that, at that and having that conversation with Jill, we went back to her and said, listen, I hear you. This is something that we really would love to be a part of. But honestly, as young women, as women of color, we don't have a hundred thousand extra dollars laying around for no wine. <laughs> <laughs> if I got an extra hundred thousand dollars, I got, a, I got a lot of other things I could think to do with that. Right. And um, we were like, but we really would love to be a part of this, but there's absolutely no way that we have this type of revenue. And I, I don't know another woman that does. And when, when we said that, she was like, ding, there's an opportunity here. I never thought about, you know, that structure and how that has impacted women. And although we control a lot of the wealth in the household, we also control it. We, we make sure that a lot of it doesn't leave. Right. 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 Exactly. (laughs) So, so um, understanding that she went back and changed the structure and changed the ass to a lot lower and gained more investors. Um, So we have a founding 50 group that now 50 women and a couple of very progressive men (laughs) have have joined um, to make, to help, um, you know, build that capital. And now we, now we have built in ambassadors. So we have 50 different ambassadors who are very much, um, into this and, and are passionate about this, um, and want to, you know, want to see this succeed. And so that, that totally changed how, uh, Jill looked at the entire wine industry and the structure of how she looked at everything. Um, and so, uh, you know, having that influence is definitely, uh, a part of a part of my daily mission, but in a bigger grand scheme of things, it takes those types of pushbacks, those types of questions to people for them to broaden. It's not always that that's what they're like, oh, they just want to leave us out. You know, it's like, no, their mind does not think like that. And so until you say it, until you put it on the pavement, they may not have ever thought to 
to to change their mind about that. And so that's that's really what I've learned during this work is that say it, put it out there. And it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It's sometimes it's just a, I'm just asking. I'm not saying yes or no, I'm just asking. And that and that changes the realm of of a where uh where the rocket can go. <laughs> and I love that because you know, you think about it and you go, you know, Jill is an awesome, I mean, her energy is amazing. Yes. <laughs> and for her to be a woman-owned business who's trying to structure her company and have feedback from you young, I mean, you are very young person of color and to, you know, to be able to go, yeah, right. No, this is not going to work. And to actually have her go back and change. Exactly. Um, And I think that's where, you know, you start to see equity because people go, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. Is there another creative way to do it? Yep. Um, and I think those are, I love the fact that you, you know, you are such an amazing person because you, you, you clearly don't even understand the impacts that you're having and the ripples (laughs) that you're going to see in the world because of the conversations that you have had. I mean, it is incredible. And so I just, I love to celebrate people who are doing the work. And, you know, some people think that, um, you know, having a conversation is a small thing. It can have, because you do it all the time, (laughs) but but it can have such big impact, you know, just the smallest seed, you planting that question, like, is there another way to do this? I mean, the fact that you would say, I don't know any other woman that has that kind of money sitting around waiting to give it to you for wine. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) right. It's, it's amazing, right. That, that she would take that back and be able to say, you know what, let me figure out how to do this. If I'm going to tailor myself to women, how do I do that? Yeah. Which which is is, what I really appreciate about Jill. Number one is that she does take the feedback and does say, okay, how can we make this better? And that's really what I want from all of the people we encounter is that we're not saying you should be different tomorrow. We're not saying you have to change tomorrow, but that you're thinking differently when you leave us. Yes. Yes. And, and I mean, honestly, I can, I haven't been to one of your virtual tastings Uh-oh. or in person yet. Opportunity. Yet, yes. <laughs> but I am definitely looking forward to it. And I love the fact that you guys, that you are you are making that difference because I imagine everybody that walks away is taking that kind of um, attitude um, back to their workplaces or to their homes um, and having those conversations, um, which makes our world a much better place. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's awesome. and I thank you for saying that because a lot of times when you do this work, you do take those small conversations for granted and think like, oh, this. I'm not making an impact. I'm not, but you're right. It does those little, those little drops make ripples. So definitely, definitely. You are doing the work OT. I love it. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you one last question, totally okay. off, off the, um, the I like these path, types of questions, <laughs> right? So tell us about your grandmother. Oh, which one? Look, which one? <laughs> You talked about your grandma at the yeah. at the beginning and how, you know, she clearly yes. has had some impact on your life. 
yeah. as a as a community leader. Absolutely. What was she, she probably wouldn't even think of that, that she's <laughs> the person um, because she's so not like today when I talk to her, I'm like, you're the reason that I'm this, you know, against everything. <laughs> and she's like, girl, why are you always arguing with me? You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, my grandma Alma, which is my, my maternal grandmother, she uh, is like a huge reader. My whole life, she, she reads everything. And I realized today that a lot of her reading was her escape to travel and, you know, see the world because she's from the deep South. She had her first child when she was 13, you know, all those old traditional Southern thoughts. She, she went through that. She experienced all of those things. So, you know, a part of her was a little jaded about the world. And so when she would read, it took her to places that she just never thought she could go. And so I think that through those books and those experiences, she knew what she wanted my life to look like. And so she would um, push and ingrain in me, you know, to always explore, always think deeper, always ask questions, um, read, read it for yourself. That was her biggest thing. Like, (laughs) I I will never forget, we would drive past McDonald's. um, And before I could read, of course, you know, I know what that M is, right? So she started like going different ways so that she wouldn't have to pass that McDonald's, right? And so I'm like, Grandma, like, where are we? And she was like, if you learn how to read, you'll know the streets and then you can tell me which way to go. So I learned how to read by reading the street signs and then be like, no, we're on the wrong street. You need to turn here. <laughs> um, so, you know, she just always used every opportunity with me as a learning opportunity. And so that's kind of what changed my mind about, you know, how I move in the world. So every opportunity to me is a learning experience, a learning opportunity. So I ask questions and learn in every, every space and I, I thrive and enjoy it. Um, and so now that's just who I, who I am. And I have her to thank for that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She has to be extremely proud of you and the work oh, yeah. that you're doing. So please do keep it up. Thank you. Um, I will. Yes. We're looking forward to seeing you continue to thrive. I know you're, um, you're working specifically at Tenoral in the community partnership space. Um, but as a founder, I imagine that you will have lots of, uh, impact throughout, not only Tenoral, but yeah. throughout the wine industry based on, some of the things that um, b- both you and Jill are doing. So absolutely, I am absolutely. excited to talk to you guys and thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. And uh, to all your listeners out there, you can find me um, on Instagram at O underscore the number two, T-H-E underscore O-T-E-S-H-A. So it's O to the Otisha on Instagram. And um, you can find Tenoral Sellers at Tenoral, like general, but with a T, Sellers um, on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, just reach out to me. Um, also, my email is ot at tenoralsellers.com. Um, and if you have any questions or just want to connect, I'm always down to connect. I'm in the LA area. You want to grab some coffee at a black owned coffee shop. I know all of them. So <laughs> hit me up and um, let's, let's make some magic in this world. I love it. I love it. It's all about cooperative economics. Yes. So. I really thank you so much and look forward to more conversations and certainly more wine, more wine. Yes. (laughs) Cheers to that. 
Yes. Cheers. Um, So thanks again. And we will be catching up with Jill Osier next. Talk to you later. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for joining me on the Jolly podcast. Please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.